When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Run Home. Good afternoon to you, wherever you may be right around the country. Miles Fitzner with you. Uh, all thanks to Berwick BMW, of course. We love Berwick BMW. Can't wait to get one myself. I'm joined by well, the superstar, 2008 Brownlow medal, 250 games in the AFL. The only number one draft pick, the winner Brownlow, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about today. Adam Cooney, hello to you. Oh, now, that is a man who knows a fellow AFL player. And knows and does his research. I did the first of the last couple of days with Josh Jenkins, who introduced me as Adam Cooney, the 2000 and something Brownlow medalist. No idea how many games, nothing like that. So thank you, Miles, for your professionalism. And I've been dealing with JJ for the last couple of days. So it's good to be with a host who knows his stuff. It's only, it's only time you'll get the professionalism, I think, for the next two hours. Well, that's all, that, that's all we need. I'm just disappointed, <laughs> though, that you didn't introduce me as no-day, one-night premiership player Adam Cooney as well because we'll go, I, I talk and do a, a couple of functions every now and then with Dermot Brereton, who always, every time he gets up and gets introduced, he's the only VFL, AFL player in history who gets credited in his introduction with night premierships. So he's always, what's Derm when he gets it's introduced. Five-day, five-night premiership night. player, Dermot Burton. So it, from, from now on, I want to be no day, one night, Adam Cooney. It is a funny one how they always say that with Derm, isn't it? it it's the only time you ever hear the night premierships mentioned. Is and in he's Derm's the only player. Intro. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, nobody else counts. I'd love to know the record for who holds the most night premierships. Would it be him? Well, it couldn't be any more than five, surely. Oh, but surely he does not. say, he, he said that back back in my day, Adam, the night premierships actually meant something. So whether or not you take that with a grain of salt, but I think they used to charge pretty hard um, during those pre-season clashes, whereas uh, back in well, mid-2000s, though, we probably took it semi-seriously, but we won it in 2010. It was the, pretty sure it was the, the NAB Cup back then. Started as the Wizard Cup when I um, first run around, but he it was sort of semi-serious. We went out in 2010. It was a four... You had to play four pre-season games uh, before round one, and we sort of took it pretty seriously. We, we, we wanted to get off to a, a good start in terms of momentum, so we actually had the goal of winning the pre-season cup, which was probably pretty silly in hindsight, because it's like four extra games that you're going pretty hard that you probably don't need. <laughs> and the back end of 2010, we, we hit the skids and, and got knocked out in the prelim final. It, it's, I can't wait for someone's bio to be three-time Wizard Cup winning. <laughs> yeah. no, no day three night Wizard Cup winning player. Well, that was a big one at the time. We went, we partied uh, for, for the next couple of days after that. We took the um, trophy and our medals out to Eve Nightclub when we were parading <laughs> oh, it around. And <laughs> we were drinking out of the cup. Which, what about, well, imagine if someone had AFLX champion. Yeah, <laughs> AFLX well, premiership. Who won it then? Oh. Was it the Flyers? Oh, or the, oh, I got I think no Nat, idea. Nat Couldn't Fife's even tell you. Might have been. Gee, some Couldn't even tell uniforms. you. Too. Hey, Coots, we're going to get onto that a little bit later. Uh, we've started uh, started in the only fashion you can imagine when you whack two South Australians in the same 
spot to uh, to host his show. Uh, big show coming up. Uh, Gareth Hall, I caught up with him a little while ago. I just wanted to touch base with him around these horses making mega millions up at the Magic Millions. So we'll chat with him. We've got Nick Trulson on, uh, the Melbourne United CEO. Uh, we'll ask him whether or not he's still a Nick Kyrgios fan after uh, Nick Kyrgios has now entered into South the East world Melbourne. of the... Yeah, into the world of NBL. Uh, so we'll have a chat to Nick. They've won seven of their last nine, Melbourne United. We'll have a chat to him. Louise Fleming, uh, who's part of the SEN tennis team, and uh, no one does tennis like SEN. Uh, you can catch all of that, of course, starting at the Australian Open on Monday. We'll chat to Louise. And we might even have a, uh, a Brownlow medalist also a little bit later in the show. We're just waiting on some confirmation, so we can't... Uh, go too hard on that yet, but uh, we're sort of hoping we might be able to squeeze another Brownlow medalist in on the show a little bit later to tonight. You've been um, feverishly working the phones, haven't you? Pulling some strings. <laughs> you said, I'm good I'm good mates with this young fella, so he should get back to me within the next half an hour and confirm. We'll have no dramas getting him on. He's I completely did, ghosted you so far. Don't you throw He's me under here early, nothing. mate. Don't he hasn't you. even written back. I think He's, he said at one stage, new phone, who dis? Yeah, mate. Don't throw me under here too early. <laughs> We've got two hours of this that we'd love to hear from you wherever you may be. 0433981116. That's 0433981116. That's on the Temper text line. A Temper consumer choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conform to the exact shape of your body. Uh, or on the talk back line, of course, 1300 736 736. Thanks to King Island Tourism. Play King Island's Pure Links golf courses. I've just spent some time in uh, in Tasmania, Coons. Um, well, I, don't you know, I know about that because uh, you spent more time uh, making Instagram stories, I think, than actually socialising with people. There was What, what episode were you up to? Were you up, up to about episode 34? You had a good time on the socials. This is my first time in a seat here in the afternoon and you've just come at me in the first eight minutes. <laughs> just all guns blaze here. I've given you the nicest intro. I did my homework. I, I, I couldn't have summed you up any better. And then Fitzner... Just get back in your box. Whack. No, no, I was enjoy- I was quite enjoying. I was sort of semi-living uh, my life through through your Instagram over the last couple of days because you have been working hard. You said you've only had two days off uh, since signing your SM oh, contract. I did and not. it's been Christmas oh, Day mate. and New Year's oh. Day. And you had a couple of days down in Tassie. And who who was uh, dragging you along? Or who was oh, dragging you down, a cu- actually? A couple, uh, couple of the local Tasmanian cricket um, greats sort of took me under their wing a little bit, said... We're mates with Brownie. He normally comes down, and you're you're meant to be this some sort of degrade attempt at, at filling in because Brownie's in Mexico. <laughs> and uh, they said you can stick with us. And boy, did they uh, they knew all the all the right spots <laughs> to, to go to. It was not many in Devonport, but they turned it on Taz Racing. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all the team at Taz Racing for looking after me down there for a couple of Back days. A winner. Uh, yeah, look, had a couple of double-figure ones in the marquee. Two, which set the marquee. Oh, yes. Uh, a light, a light. A few in off the text already here, Coons. Dipper is five-time day-night. Tucky is six-time, apparently. Six, as in six and six? Oh, geez, I well, six, six day, five night, Tucky. Unreal. Six that's, day, six night. Six day, six night. That's that's 12. That's more than the, the total amount of finals I've, I think I've ever... <laughs> Played in, and he's many, won more more grand finals. How many finals did you play? In? Well, I played my first one uh, was I reckon it might have been two thousand six elimination final against the Pies, uh, which was a, a an amazing day. It was where um, first contest Brody Holland came charging in off the wing and knocked out Brett Montgomery, 
which was one of the more sort of sickening hits uh, that I've ever seen. Jared Harbrow probably at number one on Jordan Lewis, but oh, he yeah, completely. That was nasty. Completely knocked out Brett Montgomery. First contest, and he was out, arms up in the air, stiff as a board. He got up, uh, played the rest of the game, which now when you look back on it, um, is uh, sends chills up your spine. But he kicked four. Uh, we had a great win over the Pies. And then we went to play the Eagles the next week over in the West and uh, got absolutely obliterated by um, their star-studded midfield. I think some of our boys had they'd put their jeans on at half-time, ready to go out after the game. So that's two. <laughs> And then uh, I think just the the three-year run that we had in 8, 9, 10 where we got to the prelim finals. But I shredded my hamstring just before the 2010 final series. So I would have played two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight finals, I reckon. It's not, it's not bad. I, I still think of, of, um, of the people that had whole careers and never played in a final. And the one that always comes to mind is Lyndon Dunn. And he was uh, 198 games and never played in a final and he, he he was vice captain for Collingwood remember he did his ACL just before they were about to play finals and, and not one what, he still not holds a record I'm, I'm 99.9% sure he still holds the record most games without an AFL final that is just that's incredible isn't it I mean the, the, there was Carlton for a fair period of time where I think Mark Murphy was a long time that um, he didn't play in a final or a winning final so and we know what's happening uh, in terms of the daily count with the Bombers at the moment so oh, yeah. um, in there'll terms of winning there. a final yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a couple a few of, there they played um, they obviously played the, played the Dogs in a final a couple of years ago but that didn't go too well so um, yeah you'd be amazed at the players as well that, that have a, a pretty esteemed career that go through and don't actually win a final also uh, plenty coming in off the text. Apparently, the first text was wrong. Tuck seven time day. A few oh off boy. the um, uh, a few off the text as well. Um, seven day. Seven day. That's, just, that's sick, isn't it? That's just that you should be, have to retire after you win more than three. I think that's just greedy. <laughs> I like a few people. How dare you forget the Rampage AFL X Premiership? Yeah, there would be a few <laughs> players. <laughs> the Rampage it was unreal. Um, uh, what else did we get? Geelong in two thousand and nine did the day night. Uh, double, no excuse oh, for running out of puff, Nathan and Karaya. Yeah, see, we went too hard with the 2010 celebrations, maybe in the preseason. So Geelong tempered it and won the day and night. Gee, that's a that's a double double up that you'd love to get, wouldn't it? It would be a double you want to get. Toby from Trot's Life. I'm told you do your best work at night too. Uh, no, I'm a real day type operator. Um, I would have thought. And, uh, yeah, I can't believe how many have come in about Tucky nice and early. 11 grand finals, seven uh, day flags for Tucky. What what a career. That is is unbelievable. And and, uh, because I'm sort of uh, mid to late 30s now, so I didn't see a lot of uh, of Tucky play. But the the glory years of the Hawks just dominated. You you hear stories about it. But just to, to be involved in 11 grand finals, some people just don't know how lucky they are. Um, to just to be involved in in finals and Geelong supporters, Geelong players, Joel Selwood. I mean, he speaks about how lucky he is. But it, it, there hasn't been really a season where he's had to endure, or well, not too many in his career that he's had to endure actually sitting down the whole of September and watching other teams run around because he's been there just about every year. A uh, few off the text: seven day, four night for Tucky. Someone saying Trevor Barker two thirty games. Without a final, yeah, well, they might have the record then. Yeah, Dunn, or Dunn might have been current at the time. Uh, but it's a lot, a long time. Uh, speaking of 
finals. We're going to touch on the Australian Open a fair bit. On the other side of this, we're going to talk about this stadium sellout. Kyrgios v Djokovic. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. You and I haven't spoken uh, for a while and haven't worked together since. Funnily enough, the last time we worked together, Geelong lost their... Uh, Geelong lost to St Kilda at Marvel Stadium. Jeez, it's a big turnaround since then. Yeah, well, they, didn't, they haven't lost since then, have they? And to lose to St Kilda, well, well that kicked their season back into gear, didn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. well, maybe we might have been the lucky charm for them. Just uh, turn it on at Marvel. Uh, this is the run home, Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney. You can text in any time. And you can help us through the next two hours, 0433 98 11 16, or give us a call, 1300 736 736 on the King Island Tourism Talkback line. Uh, we do it all thanks to Berwick being at BMW. New Year, new wheels at Berwick BMW. We'll be back right after this. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Happy New Year from Neil Phillips and his team at Berwick BMW. Your new BMW awaits. The run home. Welcome back to The Run Home, thanks to Bloodstone, the new Rotoflex by Bloodstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. Miles Fitzner and 2008 Brownlow medalist, Western Bulldog superstar and Essendon fill-in Adam Cooney with you on your... Yeah. <laughs> well, there <laughs> it is. It didn't yeah. take long. <laughs> oh, well, it's, uh, you fight fire with fire here at SEN. Uh, at, least you didn't, at least you didn't call me a, uh, a top-up player, which was incorrect. I went on the front bar... Once, um, back when it was in its infancy, I think when they used to do it uh, post-game uh, after I retired and Mick Malloy was sort of talking about, you know, my career at the Western Bulldogs and then he sort of said, and uh, what was it like to um, to move over uh, after you retired and become a, a top-up player for the, for the Essendon Footy Club? And I said, well, I actually signed a, a two-year deal a year before that all went down, Mick, so I, I actually got traded. I wasn't actually a top-up player, so um, it was a bit disappointing that people sort of thought of me as just a top-up player at that stage, but that was probably how I played, to be honest with you. It's a mix of a little bit like me. You can't really throw stones when you haven't played any, in my opinion. It's, well, you can't. You, you can't. Oh, I'm not a... You can't pot shot like that and say, oh, geez, yeah, how did you go? It was a fill-in. Well, uh, fill-in was at least you're on a list. <laughs> at least you were yeah. even close. Well, that's true. Still getting paid, I suppose, and still uh, training and, and playing at the MCG in front of a, a couple of thousand people. But if you, I mean, you're an expert tipster. If you threw a couple of little nibbles my way and they come and they ran last and second last, do you think I wouldn't be giving you some sort of criticism about that? I think you may, I think you did. Um, when we went to call footy together, I gave you a couple of tips in the box. The two one, you didn't get on them. I gave you one more and it lost. And then you said I was terrible <laughs> <laughs> before we left. First time we'd met. Yeah. It's always oh. the way, isn't it? You get two tips, you put the wrong one on. So, no, I apologise about that. But keep them coming. Keep, flick them through to me for the next couple of hours and I'll uh, hopefully make some money over the weekend. Yeah, James has chimed in already on the Temper Tech sign. Thanks to 40 Winks. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you at 40 Winks. Serious about sleep. Tech sign is saying, turn this into track. Yeah, well, I don't think I can. Um, a lot of people <laughs> chiming in. Lyndon Dunn will get his flag this year playing for the Caulfield Bears. Gary Ayres, uh, Gary Ayres five day, five night, two Norm Smiths. A lot Gee, of people off the nice. text. I like this. Remember how Grant Thomas squashed the Saints celebrations when they won the night GF? Went to the movies instead. <laughs> you got you got to have a little bit. I wonder what they went and saw. Was it Titanic or something emotional yeah, imagine. like that? Imagine Back in the, the notebook. What, the no, we should the notebook. before we get to uh, before we get to five o'clock. We try and work out who has the best individual CV out of out of all. 
So yes. five day, five night. Tucky with his seven, seven day, four night. Luke Hodges got a pretty juicy CV. Dustin Martin's isn't the worst. It must Joel be Joel Selwood. Joel Selwood's isn't too bad. Pretty big. Who's 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 is the best overall? It's a, it's a it's a good question. Joel Selwood's a lot off the text. Someone said Bailey Fritch is one time day, two time AFLX. Oh, really? Is he two-time yeah. AFL? Apparently, off the text machine. I'm not. These aren't facts. They're off the text. No, so that's, yeah, well, you've got to be we careful. take them as facts. We, we, we read everything out off the teleprompter like Ron Burgundy. Yeah, well, I'm a bit like that. <laughs> I do get caught. Uh, I, I think yeah. I read... I think I read program credit one day off the program rundown. credit. Andy yeah, Marsden. Cre- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's not in the chair. He will be listening to his own show. I think that was, I think that was KV that uh, rolled through that one back in the well, day. Well, that, sti- that stitched him up off the off the off the. Well, he was just KB was just reading through the text messages, and he was like, "Oh yeah, Saints had a good win, blah blah blah." Joel Selwyn's in good form. Andy Marzanob, and just went through it as if he didn't even say it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was no. Just rolling through the text. You can't, you can't do that. You can't uh, do that. Uh, we'll try and find that audio. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, if we can get that audio, that'll be elite. Oh uh, four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Um, big show coming up. We mentioned Gareth Hall, Nick Trulson, Lo- Louise Plemming's going to join us as well. And, well, we're just going to chew the fat a bit. But uh, we were talking about um, CVs and getting money. One of the things I wanted to discuss with you a little bit um, throughout the show is we spend a bit of time just chewing the fat and talking what about whatever we like, just not coffee, according to JJ, um, is the, the first paychecks. Uh, I find it interesting. You know how you're a young kid, you get drafted, you go out... Like, and the, the 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 first time a sum of money actually hits your bank account about what you spend that money on, and I thought, you, like you're an interesting rooster, uh, and always have been. <laughs> and yep. all, a lot of the players that go out and they buy their, like flash set of wheels, or you know, the, the mum gets a mum gets a car, or or they get a boat, or they do the gaming setups. And but I always wondered what you what you spent your first <laughs> your first when the first sum of money. So back in your day, it wouldn't have been as much. No, would, it wasn't. It, like when your first actual no. lump hit your account. Yeah, it was. A, it was probably about my yearly salary was probably half of what a rookie listed player gets now as a base as a number one draft pick back in two thousand and three. So, well, the, the first thing I actually had had to do when I got my first payment, and it was probably only I don't know, two and a half grand that lobbed in the account, was I had to pay my manager back $100 that he lent to me when I came <laughs> over to Melbourne. Because I I got drafted and went over to Mel- flew over to Melbourne for the draft on the, might have been the Friday, came back home, partied, uh, obviously, uh, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, packed my bags, ready to go to start my AFL adventure, and sort of, uh, my dad just was pretty happy to get me out of the house at that stage, so I went over there, and I think he must have been thinking, well, he's going to get there, and they'll look after him and give him whatever he wants, so I went over to Melbourne, not with no football, no football boots. I had um, or they, they were K Swiss skateboard shoes at that stage. So no, and I've told this story a couple of times. K Swiss skateboard shoes. I didn't have runners, and not a cent to my name. So when I got over to Melbourne, I had to borrow a hundred bucks from my manager, borrow um, some more, got some credit from Puma. And got a pair of footy boots, and then did my first week or so with the the K Swiss skateboard shoes on. So, um, yeah, my first paycheck <laughs> went and, went and paid uh, paying people back. You've got number one 
you get not a cent. Your manager could have even, like, what he made out of you out of the next however many years, and he wanted the 100 yeah. back. Fair yeah. income. Well, it's, I ended up getting him sort of two F45s and a couple of massage parlours over in Bali, <laughs> which sort of paid him back in spades at that stage. I would have thought, but, yeah, maybe he, maybe I could have just kept the 100 and could have put that down as a, a, a little thank you for signing up with him. But, no, I did um, – I, I spent that money there and then I got a – I did what everyone does. I bought a car. But my, I, I could only afford my dad's old VR station wagon Commodore. That was my first oh, car, which was a couple of grand. So good we, well, we weren't rolling in the money as draft picks back in the day. So base – um, I think base contract was about 45 and then you got two and a half grand a game. So you could easily earn over 100 grand in your first year. But 45,000 was my first um, base salary as a number one draft pick. And I think they, they get about 80 or or 90 now as uh, the younger sort of, even the rookies get around that mark. Well, even the number one draft picks now, they get this sort of, they've got the, the cash bonus too, don't yeah. they? Yep. They get a little share portfolio or something like that. Well, yeah, well, what about the no cash bonuses for a number one and the only number one to win a Brownlow? Like, no, no, no bonus? Well, I got, um, I got a, a package, I think it was like 10,000 Bitcoin back in 2003. So oh, no I way. I, I swapped <laughs> it for a pizza. <laughs> That was, I would have, I would have no. had $480 million by then, but no, unfortunately, crypto wasn't around. But that, have you heard that story about the guy who he had, uh, I think he had 100 or 200 Bitcoin and he swapped it for a pizza? For, Did for hear that. It would, be, it would be worth millions and millions of dollars now, so it's an expensive pizza. There was some singer that, I don't know who, was it not Billy um, Eilish or, might have even been Billy Eilish or one of the singers or someone said they got offered a heap of Bitcoin to do a gig. And, and they said, no, I'm not interested. It would have been $500 million <laughs> worth or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, something stupid. Um, uh, a lot of people saying, please ask Coons about Brian Lake's first ever training session. Um, we've, got, <laughs> we've got a fair bit to cover here. We've got to get to the news. Is that a, I haven't heard that one. That's what, a quick one. Is it? What, have yeah, you, do you want to roll after it? After the news. All right, after the news. Uh, you're listening to The Run Home. Uh, we're just winging it here on a Friday and enjoying every single moment of it. 0433981116 on the temper text line or give us a call 1300 736 736. We do it all thanks to Bloodstone's new Rotoflex by Bloodstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. Well, welcome back to The Run Home. All thanks to Berwick BMW. Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney. The text machine slid up on the temper text line. A lot of people saying Lee Matthews CV and the stats between 71 and 79. Um, a lot of people on tuck about the best careers and more people about Brian Lake's first ever training session. So I haven't heard this. <laughs> this must be this must be solid. Well, it's it's not a Brian Lake story. It's a Brian Harris story. Harris story. <laughs> it was... It was prior to the personality change and the name change. But no, it was, uh, he came over uh, South Australian, over to Victoria. And I think he'd been um, here for a couple of days. Or it might have been even a week or so and moved into his rental place. Went out with the, the lads to get to know the, the, the players, the teammates, and did some team bonding. And I think he may have separated from the group at some stage. Um, lost himself from the herd and was quite inebriated um, after at about three or four o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> went to get a taxi home. Mustn't have had a mobile phone back in early two thousands, and 
got in the taxi and the taxi driver said, well, where, where are you going? And he said, I've got no idea. So he had no idea about where he lived. He knew his suburb, but he didn't know what street he lived on, obviously what number um, street he was. He didn't know any of his teammates' phone numbers or anything like that. So at four o'clock in the morning, the only place that he knew in Melbourne was Witten Oval. So he got the cab back from the nightclub um, and got dropped off at Witten Oval, went to sleep in the grandstand in full nightclub outfit and had to oh, wait no. at the front door in the morning for everyone to rock up at training. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't know how to get home. First one. The way you go. <laughs> first one. First oh, one. gee. Who oh, was coaching boy. then? He was standing. Who, oh, I think it was, was Terry coach? Wallace. Terry Wallace then? It might have been either oh, Terry Wallace or Peter Road, but um, yeah, he he must have been standing at the front, and the coaches rocked out. Oh, geez, this this young lad's quite professional. He's the first one here in the morning, <laughs> stinking yeah. like Bacardi breezes. Unreal. He, he he did seem like that sort of character. Well, Brian yeah, Brian pretty, Harris did anyway. He was he was prone to uh, some odd behaviour. It's fair to say. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Uh we've got um Nick Trulson coming up. We'll talk a little bit of NBL and straighten the ship up a little bit. I do want your thoughts on Nick Kyrgios. Polarizing character, can sell out stadiums. He's come out and said, What did you expect? There goes Kyrgios talking about himself in the third person, said selling out stadiums again. Here's what I want to play what he had to say on Novak and what he's hoping to get out of uh out of this match. With Novak, he he's he doesn't he's not a player that's short of tennis. You know, he's played a lot of tennis over his career, so he knows how his body needs to be feeling moving forward. But um, you know, I wouldn't have any doubt. You know, I wouldn't be saying Novak. I still think he's a clear favourite. You know, I, I feel like just for the fans, you know, to to remind everyone that Novak is the best that we've got, um, and just have some fun. You know, we've raised a lot of money there for for charity as well, and. I think anyone who thinks like you know having a match like this is is bad before a tournament. I think whenever you can get two of the best players in the world playing in front of fans, you know, for, for cheap tickets that people may not be able to afford later on the week if we do you know happen to come across each other. So I think it gives a, a people opportunity to come see and just watch tennis. You know, obviously during the pandemic people weren't even able to go outside. So I think now just to have any sort of event like this is a bonus for the people. Um, but yeah, just to see where our bodies are at as well. I think it's just a good preparation. You know, people saying like oh. Australia's bending over for this practice match. I could have been playing a practice match anywhere. So I think it's just a bonus that we're able to do it in this beautiful stadium. Two polarising characters doing this for charity. Uh, how, how do you see it? How, how do you see it? They're, they're, they're both guys that are either loved or hated, these two. Yeah. Well, you're right. They're both polarising opinion. Uh, but you're both polarising figures. Then both um, you have your opinion either way. Of them, whether you like them or you hate them, I I, I like Nick Kyrgios. I liked his character. He got a bit of uh, spunk about him. I'm, I'm, I don't like Novak. I just find him to be fake. Uh, whereas Nick is more genuine. He can't carry on like a turkey. We understand that. But I, I think everything he does is is genuine. Whereas I think Novak tries to play the good guy card, but we can sort of see through that facade. A little bit. I think it's great for tennis, and obviously they're raising mon- money for charity, which is two um, unbelievable um, things. So leading into the Australian Open, it's getting bums on seats. It's drawing attention to the game. We're talking about it instead of um, AFL, <laughs> which it's... is which is very which is very rare. So it can only be a good thing. But I mean, in terms of Nick Kyrgios, I feel like he he takes a couple of steps forward, and then almost gets to a point where he thinks, oh, hang on, the public 
are, are starting to enjoy me here. They're starting to endear themselves to me. What can I do to just set <laughs> just a firecracker to them and just take a couple of steps back? Because it's almost like he wants to be the villain. He he almost got himself out of that role, but he likes to pull himself back in every now and then. But I think he's, I mean, he's he's good for he's good for the game, isn't he? He's- is the Oz Open tickling your fancy? You're not easily fancied. You're not easily fancied. You need to be entertained. Um, like it goes without. Yeah, you do. Is what's tickling your fancy at the moment? You're off the Big Bash a little bit, aren't you? I'm off the Big Bash a little bit, but I don't think I'm, I'm alone there. It's just an oversaturation of cricket where it's sort of everything just seems to roll into the next. It's like when you look at caravans, you look at 50 caravans and all of a sudden they start to blend into the one when you're trying to look for a new one. So I think we've reached a point with oversaturation of Big Bash. And there's a sort of a, a period now where it's a transition period between the, the, the up-and-coming players, or certainly the or men and women, I suppose, on both sides that... Um, the, the top 10 is starting to transition to some younger um, names that aren't sort of the the Rafael Nadal's, the, the Federer's. And, I mean, Djokovic is still there, but Andy Murray's getting a little bit older now. So and the, the top 10, we spoke about this a couple of days ago. There's a, probably five or six names. If you weren't a, um, a tennis purist, you would have no idea who they are on the men's and women's side. So I think it's probably lacking um, a little bit of star power. This year, the Australian Open. So, although having said that, with with Ash Barty out as well, um, walking her dog with a gorgeous little baby bump at the moment, enjoying her life. I saw that today. So, uh, we're we're lacking a, an Australian star on the women's side. I understand that, and and um, Nick can provide that on the men's. But yeah, I think there's a lack of star power or firepower that isn't really um, hitting my erogenous zones at the moment. Are you are you one of those people that that um that think the star power is like is it all it needs, and then they can just fill the they can fill the void with everything else. They're just they're just fillers. Well, that's it's always been that way, hasn't it? I mean, you can fill your back. But, but I mean, would you, you, get, you would you go to the day tennis pass if you want? Would you go to the tennis anyway, regardless? Uh, if I had to pay for a ticket, or if I was in a just <laughs> <laughs> oh, <here laughs> complimentary go. food and beverage package <laughs> prior to it? going on to Rod Laver. What did Bryce Gibbs say? It's either uh, on the grass or behind the glass. You know, have <laughs> yeah, I told you that story? Exactly right. No, <laughs> we, we went to the football together. Went to the footy together just to watch the game. And I said, I'll meet you at the bull ring for a beer. Had no idea what the bull ring was. Where's that? <laughs> Where, he said, where's that? I said, mate, it's the bar in the MCC. He, he said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I've got no idea what you're talking about. Had no clue. And once he got there after he was lost... I said the bull ring, and he said, "Mate, I'm either on the grass or behind the glass. I've not, Perfect. I've got no. Oh, it was unreal. Hey, I love um, that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to use that. I think in future because I'll, I would have no idea where the bull ring is. I mean, when you're an AFL player, you played a few years at Carlton, and then obviously went to the Crows. He wouldn't have stepped foot anywhere near Adelaide Oval bull ring or a bar at any stage, unless you maybe go to the cricket. But um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange one, but I like that one." Sheltered lives. Or behind the glass. Sheltered lives to former AFL players. Lost touch well, with the common man. Talk. You, you, oh, uh, hey, hey, we could probably say that about you as well. <laughs> oh, You've you gone more from a bull ring oh, no. to straight behind the glass sort of <laughs> operator. You, mate, I am uh, I'm a real GA type operator. Where I would like some seats is courtside at a Melbourne United game. And on the other side of this, we're going to have a chat to Nick Trulson, the CEO of Melbourne United. They have won seven of their last nine and beat the third place breakers. 
Uh, they're on a roll. Melbourne United. We'll have a chat to Nick on the other side of this, thanks to Berwick BMW, of course, and Bloodstone's new Rotoflex by Bloodstone. This is a run home. Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney, back in a moment. The run home. Welcome back to the run home. Thanks to Berwick BMW. And Blundstone, of course, Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney with you, 0433981116 on the temper text line. Let's now move our attention to the NBL. And Nick Trulson's joining us on the line from Melbourne United. He's the CEO there, and they are on the march. Good afternoon to you, Nick. Afternoon, Miles and Adam. Happy New Year to you both. Thanks for happy, having me on. Happy New Year to you too, and it has been a happy New Year. Seven of the last nine, you go to Christchurch, and you give the breakers a touch-up, they're in third place. Uh, you guys are coming. Yeah, I think it's really been that real focus on us trying to make sure we're, we're in a playoff mentality um, and having to be in over the last month to, to try and make a run at the playoffs. And we feel like we still have to win three of our last four games to make it. And we have our last game, actually, of the of the home and away season at John Cain Arena on Feb 5th, Sunday, Feb 5th, and we're sold out already, so... We're hoping that day uh, we're playing for a lot more than just playing our final game of the season. Uh, let's talk about the game on Saturday. They're battling Brisbane. Uh, they're only the five wins for the season. Are you pretty confident? Well, Adam knows very well in footy that uh, you can never take anyone for granted. And, um, you know, we know they're going to come out hard. They've got a lot of pride to play for as well in front of their own home fans. And, and we need to be switched on after our game last night. And, you know, we've flown from New Zealand straight to Brisbane today with the game tomorrow. So short turnaround, um, but a huge game for us. And, and as I said, another playoff game for us. So that's, uh, we'll translate that for you, Miles. Uh, Brisbane are uh, no good at the moment. They've been <laughs> smashed by 50 last game. We'll just roll through this one. We've banked the points, and then we're going to make the playoff. So that's good stuff, good professional stuff from you, Nick. I like it. So can we talk about, can we go back to the sort of start of the season, the, the, the first block, I suppose. It's a different-looking roster uh, from then to now. Do you feel like you got everything right early, or would you have made a couple of changes in hindsight, or was it just down to a couple of injuries and form early in the season? Yeah, I think I've come to learn too, being in the role for 18 months, that you know the point guard position is so important. And, and Shay Lee missing so many of the first half of the season with his concussion um, you know, really put us back a lot. And, and of course, losing Ariel Huck-40, our starting centre, to an Achilles injury before the season started. Um, yeah, we found it tough early days and, and challenges with players playing in roles that they weren't used to. Um, but as soon as we got Shay Lee back um, and coincided with Marcus Lee coming in as a centre replacement, um, we have won those seven or nine games that Miles talked about, and um, you know, we're excited now. We've got that belief that with our full roster, we can match it with anyone. And as you can see with the with the ladder, it's so close with all the teams, and and for the league itself, they've been getting sellouts all around Australia. And um, you know, the NBL is in such a great place. It is, and you're a numbers man, so you've obviously crunched the numbers. You're confident that you guys are going to get there again. It is an unfamiliar position that we've seen Melbourne United in this year. So in terms of how you prepare um, above, you know, uh, up top, do you still prepare for uh, to make those? You look at the numbers, you're going to get there. What does it look like financially? Yeah, I mean, financially, it's, uh, you know, I think it's always been a bit of a challenge across the NBL just with, um, you know, we've got 52 pro teams in Melbourne alone. I think that in itself just shows the clutter of sponsorship that we have and what we have to deal with. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're on a on a good trajectory this year with, you know, record sponsorship and record corporate hospitality and membership's really growing. So 
we think that the game is in a good place. We feel like the next five years, um, you know, we can really become a real profitable business and, and hopefully across the league it's the same. Nick, very quickly, the Christmas Day game, great success. Yeah, I mean, the six, it wasn't great for us losing, unfortunately, but uh, losing Chris <laughs> Golding um, on the morning of the game really hurt us. But um, but to be part of history and to be, you know, we always want to be first in all these things where we can at Melbourne United. So to play the first ever professional sporting game on Christmas Day was a real thrill. And I took the kids up there and it was, yeah, it was a great experience. Sydney Kings put on a on a great day for the fans up there. And, you know, it looks like it'll be, become part of the schedule year in, year out. And, you know, potentially some double headers as part of that. Uh, Nick, also, uh, we've seen Nick Kyrgios has uh, just slid in with the South East Melbourne Phoenix as a part owner. Adam Cooney's just wondering, are there shares available in Melbourne United that uh, he can parade him out on the court just to get a few more bums in seats? Well, we'd love to have Adam and the family back to a game at some stage. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it was great news for South East yesterday. Um, you know, Nick's got a, um, a group, huge following, as you know, and, you know, best of luck for him over the next two weeks. We'll all be watching and... Um, you know, for any time the game can get people like that um, on board, it's, uh, it's only going to help with the, the branding awareness and um, engagement around the game. But um, a lot of NBA players are now showing a lot of interest in becoming owners and, and hopefully down the track we'll be able to welcome one of them on board as well. Nick, appreciate your time. Go well against Brisbane. You've already said it's in the bag. We appreciate your time uh, jumping on the show this <laughs> afternoon, mate. Best of luck. Not quite, but yeah, hopefully you get the win and uh, thanks for your support. Nick Trilson there, the CEO of Melbourne United. We're going to jump uh, just to a quick word from our partners and come back on the other side of this. In the lead-up to the 4 o'clock news, Louise Fleming uh, from our SEN tennis team to join us as well. We're still working on a couple to maybe pop in on the back end of the show. Oh, hello. Uh, look out. Yeah, I'd, look. I'd, Anything uh, back yet? Oh, oh yeah, no. Look, oh, oh, I might need a bit of strife here. This, <laughs> is, getting a, this is getting embarrassing. <laughs> oh, the way I'm you talked it up before I'm the show, listen, I've got a couple of big names I'm lined in, up for you. I'm embarrassed up. already. I'm embarrassed already. We'll jump to a quick word from our partners back in a moment. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Happy New Year from Neil Phillips and his team at Berwick BMW. Your new BMW awaits. The run home. Welcome back to the run home. Nothing like a bit of Paul Kelly. Just to get you up and about. It's not about gravy, this, isn't it? How to make it. There's a recipe about it in there that no one ever uses. Or follows. It's a, fun, it's a funny old song, really. It's about, it doesn't make it's gra- sense to me. It doesn't make a lot. Well, it's, it's about a bloke going to prison, really, isn't it? That's the whole idea. Is that right? Well, I think um, it is. Something like that. Something like right that. to me. place where you and I will never go anyway. Uh, not, not again. <laughs> Double three, 98, 11, 16. Uh, you can send us a text anytime on the temper text line. We're just uh, closing up to the news headlines. Louise Fleming from the SEN tennis team coming up on the other side of this. A lot of people divided off the text, as you'd imagine, Coons. Nick, man of the people, hey, spends half his time on court trying to rev the crowd up, the other half picking fights with the crowd because they're too mm. rowdy. Good luck with that. Mortimer, a lot of people saying he'll withdraw tonight from Brett. Um, Aaron saying just because Novak's not Aussie and, does, um, and you don't understand Serbian culture... And he's different. You think he's fake. Um, Everyone's entitled to an opinion, of course. Um, What else do we have? Uh, Jason's looking forward to the Australian Open on SEN. Well, we can talk about it on the other side. The draw's been delivered. 
Who are the winners? Who are the losers? Louise Fleming from SEN's broadcast team to join us on the other side of this as we find out. But we'd love to hear from you in the last hour. 0433 98 11 16 on the Temper Text. The run home. It was a rush, but I gave it up. Getting us in the mood on a Friday. The run home. Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney with you. All thanks to Berwick BMW, of course. We love them. And, well, there's... I wonder whether or not... Do we get a chance at one? Start your year in a new BMW? Do we... You'd have three or four in the driveway at the farm anyway, wouldn't you? Look, the tips are going well, but yeah, oh yeah, the BMWs go well. <laughs> the four by fours, they certainly do. Yeah. They certainly do. I well, wish I had one in the in the garage. Um, oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the temper. Put a slasher on the back of the BMW. There's certainly three point linkage. You think on the back? <laughs> it just it just cut the grass. Hey, uh, let's talk tennis. Uh, who better to get on than Louise Fleming to talk all the tennis action? Part of the broadcast team right here at SEN. Uh, good afternoon to you, Louise. G'day. How are you guys? Very well. Uh, let's first talk about Adelaide, and we'll talk about Thanasi Kokonakis. His uh, run in Adelaide and the qualifying for the Australian Open. Thanasi, uh, he probably wasn't expected to go as well as he has been. Look, I, I spoke to him last week when he had to play Sinner, and, and that was a, a tough one. He played some really good tennis, uh, beating Cressy. I mean, that was a really tight match, really got the crowd involved, and that's exactly how Thanasi likes to play. Um, and he said that he feels like he is serving really well. He feels like he's a little bit more consistent than he has been in past kind of um, months, I guess. But he said he's been practicing with all the top guys. And that has made the real difference. He said in my focus, in my level of play, he said I feel really, um, I, I guess, really comfortable out there, he was saying. So it doesn't surprise me that he's played so well. The issue is how many more matches is he going to play before he arrives into Melbourne? We don't want him to get too gassed out like last year when he won that tournament last year. He came here, didn't have enough time to really prepare. So don't juice yourself out, Sanasi, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got to try to keep a little in the tank. That's my, that's my concern, that if he has to play Monday um, here at the Australian Open, I think, you know, that's a tough one for him. So you're saying he's better off losing this semi and not going to win back-to-back Adelaide Internationals leading into the Australian Open to increase his chances of going further? Well, look, in in the bigger picture, um, I actually think, you know, getting too many matches the week before a Grand Slam, and it's always a conversation. I mean, why isn't Novak playing there and why isn't Medvedev playing there? Because, you know, if you do, if you get too many matches, you, you just don't have that time to get the legs back, to get the, you know, just to get the full, um, to get the full kind of energy, everything, you know. So, look, I mean, if he loses tonight to Bautista good, I'm not going to be too disappointed. Um, but obviously, he's just growing in confidence. There's no question about it. He's serving bombs, 22 aces last night, 53 winners or something. It's ridiculous how well he's playing. And, you know, I just, I think the, the thing that he probably thinks as well, when my body... Is feeling this unreal, this great, I'm just going to play tennis and not think too much because we know the journey he's had. We know how many operations he's had to have. We know what he's been through. So I think he just appreciates being on the court and doing what he does, what he really loves. And he loves playing in, the, in front of the Adelaide crowd. 
So we're hoping he he loses uh, in the semi and then gets a gets a little bit of a rest. So he's fresh for the Australian Open. Who? Uh, how does his draw look, and how do you think he could possibly go? Well, um, it's it's a tough one. He plays Fabio Fognini, Italian, um, which I don't think is is the worst draw. Um, Fognini doesn't have really the firepower to kind of really hit. Sanasi off the court. They have never played against each other, strangely enough, which is um, which is pretty incredible. So it'll be you know a situation where Sanasi's got to serve bombs. I think he's got to be up on the court. He doesn't want to get into these long arduous rallies with Fognini. Fognini's a great competitor. He likes to kick the ball, um, which isn't such a, an advantage when you're playing against someone as tall as um, as Sanasi because. A big kick serve for Fognini lands right into the hip of of, um, of Thanasi. So, look, I think he'll be fine to tear, you know, to tear down the Italian. Um, looking a little bit further, though, that's when it starts getting a little bit interesting because the next round he's got to play either um, Matteo Berrettini or Andy Murray. So, Ooh. not not a great little section there for for Thanasi. Louise, let's talk about the rest of the draw now it's dropped. We've yep. got uh, you know, a host of Australians on both sides. Just on the men's side, how's it looking, uh, the draw for the Australian men? Well, pretty interesting. Alex Demonar, who we know has just had a... He's had just a fabulous run, the back end of uh, the ATP su- season. He's done really well. He beat Medvedev, I think Shapovalov. He got to the semifinals in... Switzerland, so he's coming in fresh with a lot of wins behind him, but also that win against Rafa last week is going to be a confident booster. So that's um, that's awesome. The only issue is that in the second round he plays a qualifier, um, and then if he wins that, he could be up against uh, I think it's Grigor uh, Dimitrov if he gets past Karatsev. Now we know Karatsev had that unbelievable run. A little while back, I think he got to the the semifinals here. So that's a tough part as well. We've got Nick Kyrgios up against um, Roman Saflin, uh, and I think Nick is good to get through that match. I think he's looking forward to a fourth round kind of run with Andrei Rublev. Now that's where it starts getting tough for Nick, um, and I think if he gets through that match, then it's a it's a uh, another fight against Novak. I mean, and that would be uh, in the fourth round. So that's not a great kind of matchup there. But we will get to see a little bit of Nick and Novak tonight. There is that... um, There's a charity match tonight here at Rod Laver Arena. So it's been an absolute sellout. I think it's sold out in, I don't know, 10 minutes or probably 12 minutes flat because everybody would love to see that. Um, So we'll get a little bit of a glimpse of how Nick's playing. Because he just hasn't, he's had no matches prior coming in here. He pulled out a United Cup. He pulled out of Adelaide. So, you know, it's all new information what Nick is going to pull out of the bag tonight. Just before we get to the women's side of the draw, what what intensity will that charity match be played at, do you think? Oh, 20%. Yeah, Yeah, look, not a a high level, I shouldn't imagine. Um, You know, if you listen to some of the words that they had at the back end of um, the the chat at Wimbledon when Novak beat him. There, there's a bit of a love game going on there, bit of a bromance. So I think they'll yeah, be no out good. to make it. Yeah, that they'll be out to make each other look good. Look, I think it's a win-win for both of them. Um, the Australian public they want to just see where Novak's at, and obviously 
he wants to get a few people on board. Um, and Nick, I think he, I think we'll see him throw a few uh, longer rallies. I think we'll see him try a few different things out because he's coming in short of play. So for Nick, I think it's a different preparation kind of match than for Novak. So yeah, I don't, I don't I, think. Louise, like any of the, like really anyone that, that's a fan would probably really give two stuffs about practice matches, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. I, I do think it's just going to be really a whole lot of fun. I'd go for the, um, just for the, for the cheeky factor, really. I, I don't think we're going to see too much special stuff and no pulling muscles. They're not going to be stretching each other out there too much. I wouldn't have thought. Just on the ladies' draw, uh, quickly, Louise, how are you seeing it? Yep. And has it favoured anyone in particular? Oh, look, everyone's talking about Iga Sviantec, aren't they? She's had a pretty flawless 2022. I think looking through to the fourth round, um, she'd be up against Coco Goff if she's to get through. So she's kind of not going to have too much trouble until Coco. The issue is playing with Coco. She's never been able to beat in Sviantec, even if she's come off a win in Auckland. She's 5-0, so she can't penetrate the polls game. Down the bottom of the top part of the draw, you've got Pagula and Cheese, two Americans that just did really well in the United Cup. And in that mix as well, you've got Maria Sakari as well. I, the two players that I'm really wanting to see how they can kind of journey on through the Australian Open is Arena Sabalenka and obviously Anjabur. She's my pick. Anjabur, I think she's taking the place of, of Ash Barty. She's an amazing human being, and I love the way she plays. She got to two finals last year of uh, Grand Slams. I'm picking on to come on top. Let's go on. Okay, and uh, your final prediction, Louise, for the men's side? I think, look, I think you've got to go with Novak. I don't think there's anyone out there that's prepped as well, and he's, he's going for 21. He's going for the 10th. I think it's going to be tough for, for Rafa to come out. Um, he plays Medvedev, I think, in the, the quarters or the fourth round somewhere there. So that's tough for him. It's Novak and on. Lock it in, guys. Uh, and Louise, just uh, how many weeks does it take to prepare for a tournament in pronouncing names? I've always admired <laughs> commentators because they sound like most dishes at a restaurant, a lot of these. Uh, they're very, very difficult to pronounce, uh, especially some of these Eastern European names. No, mate, there's a lot of first names that we use when we get to matches where it's just too hard. You know, you start saying the Pole, the Greek woman, the German. Like, you just got to throw in country names and their first names and, and just pray that somewhere... They do have an app on the WTA and the ATP, so you can kind of get the pronunciation if you get really stuck. But other yeah, than that, it's just... You just hope you don't sound too stupid. Don't envy a position at all, uh, Louise. Looking forward to hearing you uh, throughout the summer attendance on SE and appreciate your time. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. See you later. Louise Fleming there. Um, talking Australian Open. I'm in the Taylor Fritz camp, Coons. I'm, I'm, I'm going for Taylor Fritz. Big Fritz fan? Yeah, oh, look, I, it sort of sounds like my last name. I reckon you'll go all right. <laughs> Fitz and Taylor Fritz? Fritz. What a, a, Fitz a lot of people Fritz. in Victoria wouldn't know what Fritz is. They probably don't, but they. What do they call it? Which is it? a South um, Australian delicacy. What do they call it? Straz in Victoria. Straz. Is that yeah, right? But it's a, it's a poor man's Fritz. Straz. Straz is because Fritz is just a nicely, gorgeously processed meat with no chunks of fat in it, and you put that in a tomato sauce sandwich. That's gold. Oh, there's Whereas nothing Straz, better. Straz has got chunks of like fatty deposit in it. No, it's, not, it's nowhere near as smooth as Fritz. Pure. The Fritz and sauce sandwiches uh, did um, all time. Yeah, all time things.
Uh, let's jump to a quick word from our friends and uh, we'll come back on the other side. This is The Run Home, Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney. Anything you want to discuss or talk about, 0433 98 11 16. I'm going to ask you about uh, awkward journalism questions coming up because we get some stinkers uh, in the modern world of sport, Coons, um, in, in journalists asking funny questions, doorstops, weird ones. I'm sure you've got some reporters that are sick in your mind for some weird questions that you've been asked over the entirety of your 250-game career. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more on the other side because uh, I tried to call in a favour and that hasn't come off. So we've got some time. <laughs> so we've got some time to fill. <laughs> 40 minutes to fill. Yeah. We'll be back on the other side of this. <laughs> Welcome back. The run home. Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney. 0433981116 on the temper text line. And we do it all thanks to Rotoflex by Bloodstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. A couple off the text. Um, Peter's chimed in. Lads, if the Joker played for Geelong and had hamstring uh, soreness, do you reckon he'd be playing a practice match? Come on, not a chance. That's probably a fair point. <laughs> the Geelong Medicos should get down there and have something to do with Novak Sammy's. The Brisbane Medicos, they're just as good as any. They've got a few guys that were always under a cloud. Got them to go, didn't they? Uh, Damo wants the commentators to learn how to pronounce a player's names, especially for radio. Of course they do. Damo, I admire them thoroughly. Um, Speaking of commentators and journos, one, I um, I love watching press conferences and I love watching journos uh, doorstop and ask questions of sporting stars. And I like the awkward ones. Um, I think it's good entertainment. Did you always found Mark Stevens from Channel 7 always interesting to watch, especially when you knew he was going against, like, Mick? Um, Mick Malthouse, yeah. Oh, like, you'd watch the press conference yeah. just to see them. Mick would say, that's, you know, silly. Like, why are we – what are you talking about? Um, did yeah. you ever have – He had did, a few with – I didn't have – I didn't have – too many left field ones that I can recall. I mean, I don't understand the doorstop ones when a coach is under fire, uh, when you're trying to get from your car into the club room. Like they attack you with three <laughs> or four questions that you you're just not going to answer. Like the coach is about to be sacked, and the reporters are asking you if the players have the support of the coach. Like, you're going to stop and say, I can't wait to see the back of this turkey. I have had enough of this bloke. What are you going to... You can't say anything. And most of the time, the guys, they're either ignored. If they do get a quote, the players generally say, yeah, well, the the players have got full support in the coach. And then two hours later, he gets the lemonade. So I don't understand that the doorstop ones. And then waiting outside the, um, the medical department, or, or Olympic Parker, as it is over here, How's the to, see an, to see an injured player going in for an MRI. And they get him on the way in. So, yeah, how's the knee? Well, oh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going in for a scan now. And then they walk back out. So what were the results? Well, I don't have the results yet. Yeah, every okay. time. Every <laughs> time. It's, it, uh, so they should ban. They should make them illegal. Journalists should get fined from the it, AFL is, for doing things like that. Is it? But it, it, that becomes the journalism like aspect of it, isn't it? Is they like I, I don't understand. That becomes the entertainment. Like you're never getting a different answer to that. It, no, it's never no, coming. So so why air it? 
Yeah, don't bother. And it's just garbage, really, to walk, to see a player walk for eight seconds and get a bit of vision of them limping into Olympic Park and then them limping out. It's just completely pointless. We had uh, when we we had a meeting at the Botanical when James Heard was in uh, all sorts of strife in terms of being able to keep his position as a coach, and we all sort of walked out after the after the lunch and had a couple of beers. It was a pretty a pretty somber occasion, and Mitch Cleary. He he got out of a dumpster to try and interview me. He had a he had a banana hanging over his head and a, a half a nappy over his shoulder. He'd been waiting in a dumpster for three hours for the players to come out so he could jump out and try and get a quote from anyone. And we just all gave him absolutely nothing. What, who's what you, the, I just don't who's see the, the best it. at it? Oh, I mean, Mitch Cleary is very very good. Uh, Tom Brown. Tom Brown's you know. Tom Brown. He's, Tom Brown. He's, he's in a league of his in, own. I think he's Tom in Brown. a league of his own in regards to mm. the to the cross to say something that there the isn't something. <laughs> and then it's, I, I caught up with him earlier, and this is what he had to say, absolutely nothing. Yeah, and he, he said absolutely nothing. So they're, they're the ones that annoy me. There's some words, it's like the phrases that have crept into our game as well. I don't like the word craft. How often do we hear players, coaches, commentators now say the, the use of craft? That sort of snuck in, I think, the late sort of 2000, 2008, 2009, 2010. It, it, it went from extra training to craft. And I just, craft is what you do when you're sitting down and you're making sort of art and putting, work, gluing a couple of paddle pop sticks together. Working on his midfield craft. Yeah, craft is a craft is a stinker. That's a nick. Uh, I, I want to hear people's journo icks or their or their um, player answer icks. It's it's a fascinating one, isn't it? And phrases as well. Like when did when did we lower our eyes when we were playing footy? When when did it become like hitting a short target was lowering your eyes? Oh, what, well, I'm running around with my head in the air like a headless chook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I decided to look vision. lower. Well, there's no players yeah. on the roof at Marvel, is there? <laughs> what, about, what about making? The, what about when you're when you're out there and um, you've got to make the ground big? Yeah, yeah. or kick to the fat side. <laughs> the ground's the same size. It's just, and we but we say these things and we don't even think about it. Hey, we've got uh, Brett on the line. He's, he's got a funny doorstop, Brett and St Albans. Uh, afternoon to you, Brett. Yeah, g'day, boys. Um, Jamie Jamie Elliott doesn't like the media at the best of times, and I still remember he was walking in. I think he had a um, an MRI, some kind of scan, and he was walking into the the Westpac Centre. Might might have been back then. <laughs> One of the journos came up to him and said, "Oh, Jamie, I just just want to have a chat to you." And and, he, and Jamie said, "Oh, yeah, what about me?" He said, "Oh, a bit of footy." And uh, Elliott said, "No, nah, I can't be bothered, mate. Not today." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what every player wants to say though. They, they every player just thinks, "What? Why are you wasting everyone's time being here?" It just doesn't make any sense to me. The player's not going to say, "Oh, yeah, look, I've uh, I've torn me uh, I've torn me hammy." Let's go. It's a grade two. I think I might miss four to six, but I might be able to stretch it out to eight if I don't do me rehab properly. What are you supposed to say? Are you, are you still there, Brett? Yeah, I'm here, man. Yeah, what's your, what's your, who's your favourite journo to ask the questions that you know that you're just going to... The favourite doorstop journo, have you got one? Uh, I like Tom Brown, Tom Brown. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah a, I think he's a fan favourite. Hey, appreciate the call, Brett. Uh, keep him coming, mate. Thank you very much. We'll go to... Do we... Do we... Uh, do we like the interviews at quarter time and three-quarter time and, and half time as well? So a player's just run 
7K, and they're blowing out their backside. And then there might have been an incident uh, in the first quarter. They they ask how the team's going. The player doesn't know. They've got no idea. Like, how do you how do you think things are going? Well, I'm knackered, and I just want to get in and see what the coach has got to say because he's going to tell me how we're going. And uh, what what did you make about that incident in the first quarter where so and so was kneed in the back? Didn't see that. Okay, thanks for your time. Or the ask straight away on reports. Yeah, do you think he's in trouble? Oh, I haven't seen the vision. Every time. Hey, we've got Marty on the line. He's got some funny commentary sayings. Hopefully none of them are mine. Marty, what have you got for us? Oh, I wouldn't say they're funny, but I just get annoyed when all the reporters or commentators prior to games or whenever nowadays just say, oh, look, they've just got to get the job done. You know, <laughs> so what job? I mean, it, you know, got to get the job done. Oh, you know, he's got to get the job done. This team's what? got to get the job done. Drives me mad, that one. Marty, is it a bit like the, we just take it one week at a time? Yeah, I suppose it's a little bit like that. But, um, yeah, it's just the new cliche that's out there now. So, and, um, yeah, you hear it a lot. I also hate it when um, people ring in and say, um, oh, g'day, guys, how are we? And I'm thinking, well, you know how you are yourself. So, isn't it how are, how are you? Yeah, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I know I'm getting picky, but... No, Marty, we're all about it. Too. We are all about it, Marty. Appreciate you calling in, mate. Okay, thanks. Marty calling in there on the talkback line, of course, thanks to King Island Tourism. Play King Island's Pure Links golf courses. The text machine's lit up here, Coons. Wait for this. Raking left foot from Jason. Raking. That's a good... Oh, Raking left no boot. one ever yeah. rakes with their right foot, do they? <laughs> Not one, no one player ever. has ever raked with their right boot. Never. Uh, another one here. Leg speed. Uses their leg speed. Well, <laughs> they're not using their arm speed, are they? <laughs> using your arm speed, you're generally swimming. Kieran Perkins, good arm speed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, KP. I like uh, the door stops. Taylor Adams closing the boot on his own head during the door stop. Moment of the year. <laughs> Liam in Mernda. <laughs> oh. Um, Mozza from Cobden, brand, our brand. We're playing our yeah, brand. brand. And Brand's system as well. Gee, they've got a good system. What? Uh, what does that yeah. mean? Does that mean they're a good team? That means they play well. Gee, they're, yeah, but they're back in their system over the oppositions each week. Oh, I don't know um, what that means. Do you? Do you know what a system is? No, I've got no idea. Or oh, they're playing their system. Well, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, describe it for us. Um, yeah. uh, they're all yeah, in here. Breaking the lines, structures, another one. Uh, can't stand commentators saying time enough when switching the words around to become a thing. Um, time enough. There's in in enough this, time. And there's enough time. From there's Tom. time enough. There's time enough to do it. I don't. Uh, doing their due diligence. Means? That's a good one. They've done their due yeah. diligence on an opposition player. Yeah, that's real trade talk. That is that's trade radio one hundred and one. You got to do your due diligence. Tough to say too when you're not really concentrating. When they do get the job done, though, the players and they're getting interviewed, they always give credit to the boys. Yeah, credit to the boys. Or, or Daniel said, "We respect the way they go about it." Players <laughs> yeah, saying no, about no. other teams. Nah. That was like Nick Trulson saying, we respect Brisbane at the moment. They're going to give us a shake. They've just been done by 50 last game. They're no yeah. chance. It's, uh, yeah, we respect, we respect them as a side. Uh, we'll be <laughs> trying our best. Um, well, I think we have to go to the news. I want to keep this going. 0433 98 11 16. We'll finish Friday uh, with a little bit of a laugh. Uh, and also on the talkback line, 1300 736 736. Uh, we've also got some other stuff to talk about it. But we need... We need journalism X, doorstop X, or player interview X. We want to hear for uh, we want to hear more of them. And this is good. The four walls inside the four yeah. walls. 
That's yeah. a real Richmond one, isn't it? They, yeah. they originated there was inside the four walls and everyone jumped on board. One, one yeah, more nah. Bef- That's a good one from players. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, one more before the news. Penderbury's has a basketball background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. yeah, it's so good. Yeah. We'll be back in a moment. The run home, Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney with you. 0433 98 11 16 on the temper text line or 1300 736 736. All thanks to Berwick BMW New Year, New Wheels at Berwick BMW. This has lit this up, Coons. We've got a couple on the line. Yeah. We'll go to Zach on. He's got some Malcolm Blightisms. Hello, Zach on. Hey, Miles. How are you? Um, Adam, how are you guys? Good, thank you. Yeah, I've got, I got, I got, I got three beauties I can think of. Um, Dennis Committee, how you get off my cloud? Uh, measures is a kick, and um, and and uh, where else we can? It must be thinking about the Sydney Hilton. I don't know where he's got them from. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, no, oh, the measures the kicks a good one. Uh, did you have some from Blighty? Blighty, he was very intense. I liked the way Blighty went about it. He was a very very neat and, and handsome man, Malcolm Blighty, I must say, and uh, we love him in our family. Yeah, he's an absolute ripper. Appreciate you calling in, mate. Stack of text to get through. We're now going to see if we can go to Tony in Endeavour Hills. Hello, Tony. <laughs> anyway, I'm going, with, I'm going with the tennis team, if that's all right. Yeah, mate, you can go with whatever you want. We've taken over the show every, here. And we've struck a nerve. <laughs> every year we get the crafty Frenchman, the big-serving American and the ruthless Russian. Every year. It doesn't matter who it is. So what are we keeping an eye out for? The ruthless Russian, the big serving American, and what the, was the other and, one? And the, crafty, the, 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 crafty the crafty Frenchman. Frenchman. The crafty Frenchman. I don't mind it Every from you, Tony. Year. I don't mind it from you. I'm loving it. Jeez, the phone lines have lit up here. We'll wait get a couple more. Coons, I'll... Um, oh, here we go. A, a couple of the text. Paul, outside noise and cherry ripe. I, we yeah, don't listen to outside noise. I like outside noise too. We don't listen to outside noise unless it's positive. Then no, no, it's, we're getting some great feedback. If it's negative, we don't listen to outside noise unless it's all positive stuff. Um, Greg said, "Takes a running bounce." Well, how many players take a bounce when they aren't running? <laughs> <laughs> takes a wa- takes a walking bounce. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't, that's a good one. That doesn't make uh, sense. Yeah, Mark, uh, Mark Blickham was a steeplechaser. Yeah, that's, that gets yeah. a run all the time. Um, there was one here about, what about when Damien Drum got doorstopped and the media told him he was sacked? Oh, that was, that's iconic. Oh, he didn't know. Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, he's, in, no, he's on the stairwell. And they said, have you heard that you've been Have sacked? you heard the news? <laughs> and he, hadn't, he didn't even know yet. Oh, jeez. Oh. There was one here. that to Frio at that stage. There was one here about uh, they said Neil Barm got door stopped at Richmond and he got into the wrong car, <laughs> trying to get away. Oh from yes, he, yeah, I remember that the wrong Jeep, I think. No, oh. oh, Barmy. There was um, Matt Thompson and um, had an exchange with Clarko, I think, back in the day when he asked him um, if they're expecting an easy game this week, and, and Clarko just went ballistic at him, and I think he, I think he called him a, a, a phallus, phallus cranium. Oh. Oh, I did he? And, a a phallus cranium. <laughs> well, that's oh, the yeah, only thing I can... Got to be geniuses to work this out here on, on the run Shane, Shane McInnes and Ross Lyon, remember that exchange when he said, you're quite brilliant, Shane. He asked about the, I think it was the Cats players going down uh, behind play if that was a... Um, where are you from? That was you're, driven you're into co- them physically. Yeah, yeah you're quite it, where are you from? You're, you're quite brilliant, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> you never lived that one down, Shane. Uh, um, obviously is overused. Um, 
Uh, Paul from WA said Jimmy Brayshaw says flares it sideways. Uh, flares it sideways? There's a fair bit of... Um, uh, uh, he'll be right for round one floating around at the moment. Have you got one, have you got one or two that you like to go to when you're trying to describe a, a kick or a, or a ball like they have a chi- you have a chiseling ball? I, I, th- I think I think it's hard. It is as a commentator, is you sort of have a a natural thing that you will say that you say a lot. And yep. I used to say early doors a kick goes to the player in because you were sort of saying oh you didn't like you were a bit slower because you hadn't done it a lot you'd say the player in Cooney to the and then oh, you, yeah. you realize the things that you say repetitively but I did learn early that you can't say you know wax it on the boot because that's what you'd say if you were talking to your friends mm. um you, you've actually got to describe the kick itself rather than just saying wax it on the boot um yeah, or I think he kicked it forward yeah he kicked it that way uh kick the Sharon <laughs> Clint on the line. He wants to chat Rex Hunt. Hopefully it's clean. Clean, oh, how boy. are you? Yibbera, yibbera. Yeah, That's all, all folks. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you how you are because the other call doesn't like that. So I'm just going to say, yibbera, yibbera, yibbera. Yes. That's what we want on Friday, Clinty boy. Loving it from you. That's it. Uh, appreciate the call. <laughs> his best exchange, uh, I think, Rex, that we've heard, and he's had some magical commentary, there's no doubt about that, was when he was going cocoa bananas about the bloke smoking in front of him in the commentary box midway through the game. So he's in the middle of calling the play, and the bloke's having a dart in front of the commentary box, and he stops calling the play to have a crack at this guy, and then the guy comes back at him, and then he, I'll smash you, mate. This is in the middle of a, in the middle of a game. Big Rex I haven't heard up. that. I haven't heard that audio. We'll try oh. and track it down. It is classic stuff. I think he might have had his uh, just his underpants on while he was calling at that stage, Rex. I think he got a bit hot and took his pants off. <laughs> Hawthorne coach Alan Jean said after a final he was happy to get the four points. <laughs> after a final. Just take the four points. Uh, just bank the floor and move on to next week. <laughs> You're quite brilliant. Shane was terrific from Marty. Um, and let the cobblers do the cobbling from Ross. Yeah, oh, they're rippers. No one's, no one still can decipher what that really means. He's got a couple of good Rossisms, doesn't he? I, I will think we'll hear a lot of them in 2023 again. Hey, they've gone back again. This is fair. Five-day, five-night premiership player, Dermot Brereton. <laughs> it gets as big a run as any. Yeah, well, that's uh, it's a travesty, and, and it's disrespecting everyone else who's won a night premiership that doesn't get it intro- introduced. Um. I like this. Uh, we've got to jump to a break. Sam in Geelong. No one ever loses a match in tennis. They were always bundled out. Yeah, it's, bundled out. Yeah, and there's, that's come in three or four times. Uh, or they've come to play today. Um, we've desperately got a break. We'll try and get to some more of these coming up. Uh, we hit a nerve there, and we hit a good one with the listeners. Coons, 0433 98 11 16. This is the run home, of course, thanks to Blundstone. Righto flex by Blundstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the run home. We have struck a nerve. The text machine, the temper text lines lit up like a Christmas tree. Craig's joined us on the line. Miles Fitzner and Adam Cooney here. Craig, you've got one that's been mentioned a fair bit here on the text line. Yeah, afternoon, guys. Uh, Hamish McLaughlin loves his own voice and always refers to the time as three minutes and change remaining. Are we talking time or money? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's come up a fair bit. I, I think he's an absolute star, Hamish. I'm... Is that just one that always sticks with you, Craig? Oh, every time is the last five minutes. It's four minutes and change remaining, three minutes and change remaining. Well, it's not change. <laughs> it's time. Should, 
Should we stop the uh, clock being um, visualised on the broadcast at the five minutes like they used to do back in the good old days? No. So no one knows? No. No, you got to keep yeah. it on. I agree with you, Craig. Thanks for calling in, mate, uh, on the King Island Tourism. Play King Island Pure Links golf courses. Uh, There's a stack in here. Someone said, um, for me personally, it's either one or the other. It's for me or personally. It's not for (laughs) For me me personally. personally. It's the same thing, isn't it? Jeez, people get rolled up on a Friday, don't they? Um, Oh, yeah, they get worked up. I was just looking at a couple of quotes here that I Googled, um, funny AFL quotes. Barry Hall said, I want to kick 60 or... uh, I want to kick 70 or 80 goals this season, whichever comes first. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speak... speak. (laughs) Oh, Baz. He'd, uh, he might have had a few head knocks. Oh, poor old man. <laughs> Whatever well, comes first. a few heads on the way to getting a couple of head knocks himself. He certainly did. Uh, yeah, the one bit we have to play here uh, is because it's been requested about 30 times on the temper text slide. This is what you mentioned earlier, the Rex Hunt and the Smoker. <laughs> it, it, that wasn't quite... I don't think it was quite the smoker audio, but that's what I thought we were going with. Get, we, we'll get the smoker audio. That was a bit of yablet. If we can it was a yablet one. I thought we were going with the smoker audio. The smoker one's, the smoker one's even better. It's just classic stuff. Classic Jeez, I'm going well here. Um, uh, 36 blokes went to war today. I don't mind that either. Um, and if I hear another player that's on fire, I'll be calling the emergency services <laughs> to put him out. Remember Gordo? they used to have the gone. They used to have the gone cold emoji. Or was not, yes. not, not an emoji, but the gone cold graphic that came up. You're either running hot, which was like eight disposals in the last ten minutes, or gone cold. You have zero disposals in the last eight or nine minutes. It used to come up. Thankfully, it wasn't on the on the big screen. Or it was yeah. sort of being a bit flattening when you're out there playing, looking up, and going, "Oh, well, you haven't touched it for the last ten minutes." We have it with our, our um, as you'd know, AFL Nation commentary, the running hot for Reem. Steady, hot and strong. Yeah, running, running, running hot, hot for Reem's, for Reem's good. They used to do the uh, worst on ground at another radio station, didn't they? Three, two, one. The yeah. big G train took them to task about that. Fraser Gehrig, he said, you're affecting blokes' mental health doing that sort of stuff. And they tried to turn it into a piss take and Big Fraser just took them down. Oh, big, big phrase just didn't, didn't, uh, didn't like it. A, a lot of hearing about Daisy Cutter. That does get used a lot. Kicks a Daisy Cutter. Yeah, that's a good one. Though. That's a that's a good way to describe a ball that is low though and hits a, hits the target. Ah, uh, gee whiz! You don't win a flag in May. Um, fair bit. Uh, other ones people said uh, X the yearly jacked up photos of players in January with their veins popping out. Oh, we yeah. saw a, a Jai bu- Simpkin bulked up. Yeah, we saw that one. Jai Simpkin the other day, and uh, Dylan Shield was on the Essendon one. A, a bulked up Dylan Shield. He's put on nine kilos over summer. They always say that with the young players as well. He's um, bulked up and looking looking the fittest he ever has. A few more in here about round two, and then they don't play <laughs> for the rest of the year. Uh, now, here we go. Here we go. We've got the Rex B smoker. Here it is. <laughs> no, nah, not there yet. Not there yet. Well, look, we'll get it eventually. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm we'll trying We'll get it before here. the end of the show. We'll have we to will. get it before um, the end of the show. That's his one wood. I hate it. My one wood's my worst club. Yeah, no one uses a one wood. <laughs> well, well it's, it's just a driver these days, isn't it? Not the old one wood. Well, kids, yeah. well, pe- people under 30 years of age don't even know what a one wood is. Yeah, well, they wouldn't. 100% they wouldn't. Hey, we're finally... This is third time lucky here. Let's see how we go. Rex Hunt with the smoker. Rex donating 
some chocolates to a smoker and it's on it's on it's the eagles by seven points i beg your pardon and don't go smoking here mate or i'll get you thrown out you sit down you blokes you should be at the cricket <laughs> you don't tell me to sit down you should be at the cricket you idiot west coast go and smoke or i'll start and fart mate you piss <laughs> off yourself game <laughs> West Coast are you going watch the cricket you should be at the cricket what's that got to do with it oh, oh you should be at the cricket red hot hey we've got to jump to a break I've thoroughly enjoyed the last half hour I'll keep sending them in 0433 98 11 16 this is a run home on a Friday hopefully a couple of funnies for you to finish your week they're not taking life too seriously. Uh, Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney, be back right after this. All thanks to Berwick BMW and Bloodstone. Rotoflex by Bloodstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. Berwick BMW. Making a new car resolution? Start your new year in new wheels from Berwick BMW. The run home. Welcome back to Run Home. Miles Fitzner, Adam Cooney, nearly done for the week. And uh, that segment before was brought to you by Tobin's Funerals. Listen to This Is Your Journey on Sunday from 10am. Sam Edmund pays tribute to Collingwood great and one of footy's great characters, Billy Pickin, joined by former teammate Craig Davies, who'll be our special guest for this week, thanks to Tobin Brothers, Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives and... Uh, I was fortunate enough to meet Billy a few times. He's a really lovely guy, Billy. Yeah, I played with Liam, uh, many games with his son Liam, and yeah, spot on. It was a, a ripping fella. He used to do a bit of in-game commentary himself, I believe, uh, Billy, too, when he was going up for a mark. He'd do yeah. like to go, here comes Billy! <laughs> well, it, that's, to more to the point, that the people saying he marked the ball at its highest point, well, that's not right. And it's, yeah, oh, no, that's, that's, that's pretty high. That's a good uh, yeah, that's 25 uh, metres of, in the yeah. air. <laughs> uh, um, he's tearing up the track. Um Losing teams described as a brave effort uh, is garbage. Yeah, that's um, rubbish. That's the old Terry Wallace one where it's, so if I get see one player get tapped on the back yep. in here, I'll spew up. <laughs> see you back at the social club. <laughs> yeah, see you back at the social club. Hit the showers. <laughs> see you back at the social club. <laughs> oh. Yeah, sure, they that, had that our doc, measure. What was it? The year of the dog. That I think that that documentary was back in the day. Oh, it's the just cracker. rock solid. That's. Uh, he smoked it. I mean, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of texts. I'm sorry we haven't got to all of them because we're pretty well going to run out of time. Um, but they are. There's some of these are a real doozy. You don't realise you hear them as often as you do, do you? In a footy season. And, and how many ridiculous phrases that we have in our game that if someone came from overseas and was listening to the way that we speak about the game and <laughs> and commentators, they would have absolutely no idea what's going on. Uh, the, the good one here was. Um, uh, Dermy, uh, if he kicked that a foot to the left, it would have been a goal. <laughs> yeah. Dermy also said, well, either side could win it or it could be a draw. <laughs> or it could be a draw. <laughs> hey, Coons, uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, filling in and stepping in here with you today, mate. I've had a ball. Uh, well done. Have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, and just quickly, a couple little tips if you want one for oh, the weekend, yes. Coons. Gold yes, Coast, race uh, four number two Scalapini will be the best, and your multi builder yep. Rose Hill Race One number twelve Steel City. Appreciate Race. you joining us, Steel City. Oh, got it. Thank that's you. it. Oh.